The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everyone, welcome to the last episode of 2021 of I Had to Say It. Uh, First and foremost, just a couple little housekeeping things. I want to let you know that the first week of 2022, there will not be a new episode. I'm going to be taking a little hiatus, mostly so I can get some of the other peripheral stuff in line. I want to get some new merch items in the merch shops, maybe something people will actually buy. And I want to get the first issue of the newsletter ready, and I only have so much time in a day. So I will be taking a one-week hiatus, and then we will come back January 11th with the first episode of Season 3. And in the 2020 season, I am going to be looking to have more guests on so we can get more diverse opinions, more conversational type stuff going. So if you happen to be a podcaster or even just somebody who wants to come on and have a chat with me, uh, let me know. All the contact information is still the same as it's been since day one. I had to say at podcast.com. And with the inclusion of more interviews and stuff, there's going to be a lot more two-episode weeks because I'm going to still try and do what I had been doing and putting the interview-type episodes on Fridays. So, yeah, that'll be uh, something I'm excited about for the coming new year, but we'll still have our regular Tuesday episodes of me just ranting about whatever I happen to be ranting about that week. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. So, anyway, since this is kind of a season two wrap-up slash end of the year kind of a retrospective thing I guess Uh, just looking back this has been a really interesting year it's we're on day 600 whatever of 15 days to flatten the curve the government much as predicted by a lot of the naysayers has not relinquished a single scrap of the power they granted themselves in the name of containing this pandemic The supply chain is still thoroughly fucked, even though everyone that wanted to blame things on Cheeto sitting in the office, as opposed to the senile old bastard sitting in the office currently, and the left is making excuses and demanding more control and more action and putting out more and more ridiculous strictures and more and more ridiculous things in the name of trying to protect people, and just generally kind of gradually chipping away at individual liberties and individual rights and freedoms. It's much to the surprise of no one that has really been paying any kind of attention. I like to think, the, the, the cautious optimism in me likes to think that this coming year may be better. Think Things could get better. I, I like to hope they would. But there is the division in this country is getting deeper. The people are getting the people that are fed up are getting more fed up. There's a lot more people willing to start talking about much more radical approaches towards resolving the current issues. The liberal, far-leaning, radicalized left is just doubling down on all of their stances that are helping drive all this division. There's a whole lot going on that's not being paid any mind by the mainstream media or the government-endorsed sources for things. 
Uh, Facebook has admitted that their fact checkers are basically opinion generators in the name of not getting sued because they were being sued for slander. But you can't be sued for slander if it's an opinion. So they basically said their fact checkers are full of shit. And that got more coverage than the federal court case going on against a child sex trafficking ring. So that should tell you where the priorities lie for the media and the government in this country. Apparently protecting pedophiles is more important than, you know, justice or... We've had a year of hypocrisy running strong. People getting all bent out of shape about how disrespectful people are being towards a sitting president. Who also happen to be the same people who were publicly saying fuck Trump on a regular basis. We have people who said they would never get a vaccine when it was developed by the Trump administration. Talking about now you should not be able to get medical care or even go out in public if you're not vaccinated. If you don't take the jab, they don't want you to be able to go into a restaurant or a grocery store or pretty much anywhere else. Things have gotten absolutely ridiculous, particularly as the simple fact of the matter is the virus may be more virulent than it has been in the original strain, but it's gotten to be even less lethal. The symptoms of the current strain of COVID are akin to that of the common cold. They literally read like the side of a NyQuil bottle. And people are acting like it's the end of the frickin' world. And I'm not saying that in any sort of way as... I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccinations, when properly developed and studied and tested, are a good thing. I don't think mandates and legal requirements in terms of the extent to which people are trying to push this one are right in any way, shape, or form. Particularly for something that has been proven to be less than 1% of the cases are lethal. And those numbers may even be skewed because of how the initial reporting was handled. And a lot of people who hear that say, oh, well, you're talking conspiracy theory shit. When there are as many cases of doctors and nurses and people in the medical profession saying we were forced to report things this way, it lends a little more credence than your average conspiracy theory. And on top of that, the behavior of the powers that be in the circumstances makes things even more suspect. You don't fire doctors and nurses because they don't want to comply with something they feel is wrong and then complain about there being a medical professional shortage. It's a shortage you created through your overreach and your need to have control. But that also seemed to be kind of a theme for this past year, along with the supply chain shortage, which is a manufactured shortage. It is in large part due to governmental interference and overreach and regulations that don't need to really be put in place if you want to have an efficiently running business. When there are literally hundreds of cargo ships sitting moored off the coast of the country because they can't get unloaded, and I'm sure some of the cargo in those ships is perishable and has probably gone bad in the amount of time it's been sitting sitting there waiting to be unloaded. There are no trucks on the road. I mean, there are some, obviously. The world has not completely shut down, but it's not like it should be. It's not like it used to be. We have an economy that's being plagued by inflation and floundering, and and a large part of this floundering is small businesses are dying because they don't have the margins and the capital to weather government interference that is keeping them from functioning and being open and making a profit. So, it falls under the whole, they're consolidating, it's, it's about control and it's ridiculous. And there's been a anticipatable and measurable amount of pushback. 
there are more and more people that are looking into going off the grid. There are more and more people that are looking into independence, whether it be financial independence or just independence in general. People that are going out and homesteading and buying as much acreage as they can so they can be the fuck away from everybody. And the government's even trying to, you know, weaponize people against that. You have generally in the more liberal controlled areas where they're all about big brother and big government where they're pushing. If you know people that are canning, if you know people that are prepping, report them. A lot of the stuff that's being pushed right now by the current administrations in this country, as much as people hate to admit it, but this is why they don't teach history anymore, echoes a lot of the stuff that was going on in Germany pre-World War II before they started putting people in camps and saying, you know, get on the train, go get in the shower. Now, granted, this time it's not based on religion or ethnicity, but it is being based on vaccination status. They are trying to push laws through where in case of you are defi- you have what they consider a medical emergency or a medical reason, they want to come and be able to seize you and put you in a camp with no definable time of how long you're going to be there. It's, it's getting real suspect. And these are not like hypothetical conspiracy theory things. These are literally bills you can look up that they're talking about voting on in Congress and it, passing legislation to basically enable the government to do whatever they want to the citizens. And then, you know, this is when the Constitution was written. This is one of the reasons why the Second Amendment exists. And we have people on the left that are screaming about gun violence and school shootings and all the other horrible shit in there. And they're blaming the guns and saying that we should repeal the Second Amendment because nobody needs a firearm. You are part of the problem if that's the way you look at things because you want the government to take care of everything. You need to be ruled. You need to be told what to do and what to think and what to feel. And you think everybody else should have to too because you're not comfortable enough taking the responsibility for your own actions. And you're not willing to have that responsibility and to be accountable to your, for, for your, what you do. It's a cowardice way of looking at life. And it's kind of what is being put out there by the media as what should be right and what should be acceptable. And if you don't go along with it and you don't agree with it, you're a radical. You're a domestic terrorist. You are, just because you want to be left the fuck alone, you're part of the problem to them. And their answers is, what are you going to do when Big Brother comes to squash you and Big Brother comes to push you? Not realizing a lot of the people that they're saying this to, like, don't have the same fears and the same mindset as they do. To a lot of these people, it's not a threat. It's not a matter. This is not something they're afraid of. It's something they're ready to deal with. And that concept in and of itself is so foreign to a lot of these people that it doesn't even enter into the equation for them. And I've seen so much of it on different social media posts, and I try to keep my intake fairly balanced because I like to know what both sides are thinking because I want to, if one side is going to switch their stance or swing their shift and decide to do something that is more of a jeopardizing my stance, I want to be aware of it. Doesn't mean I agree with it just because I know what they're talking about, but I am aware it exists. A lot of my frustration with human humanity at this point comes from those issues. It comes from things that realistically, I'm fine with you if you want to live your life that way, but don't expect me to co-sign that bullshit. Don't expect me to agree with your mandates, the, the things you want to live by, your fears 
should not be ruling my life. And I've been saying this for over a year at this point. We, should, we need to be accepting. We need to love each other. We need to support each other. We need to lift each other up. The problem is there's that mindset is threatening to people that live through a mask of fear. People who function with the mindset of the government said the only way we can get back to normal is if we wear masks in our homes when we are around our family. That's the only way we can be allowed to have holidays and social gatherings is if we are doing all this ridiculous shit in the name of getting our freedoms back. They don't give freedom back. There's Government doesn't work that way. That's, that's why our government is supposed to be structured the way it is. It's gotten corrupted over the years. Career politicians, which were never supposed to be a thing in this country, have made it into a massive shit show that just echoes every other massive shit show throughout history. And it they keep trying to consolidate their power and turning into... The, we've got a president that acts like some little tin pot dictator who thinks he's entitled to just... He gives orders and we have to follow them. The guy has gotten to the point where he's issuing literal threats to the citizens of this country. Saying, if we don't get on board with the vaccination, there's a winter of death coming for us. And a lot of the more vocal left is echoing everything this asshole says like it's somehow gospel. And they don't realize they're creating and they're making more and more of the centrist, more and more of the middle of the road people, more and more of the people that just want to be left the fuck alone are sliding away from their side because of their behavior. And these are the same people. And like I said, I know it's not everybody that's considered a liberal. Everybody that considers themselves a liberal is not necessarily part of the problem. I'm talking about the extremely vocal assholes who seem to think the entire world needs to hear what they have to th have to say. Not without a touch of irony in the I had to say it. But it's these people who seem to think if you can't get on board with their way of thinking, you are somehow deficient. You are somehow at fault. I, I say that without any irony because I understand something they don't. I don't have to agree with you to treat you with respect and dignity. I don't have to agree with what you think to still respect you as a human being, unless you think pedophilia is okay. And yeah, I know I say that a lot. It's it's really just with what's going on in the world right now, it really just bugs the shit on me that we still have to have this conversation, and, and it keeps being an issue. And I'm never going to let it go. I'm never going to let it die. Domestic abusers, rapists, pedophiles are subhuman, and I'm getting sick of the fact that they're just tolerated and in some cases defended and protected. It makes me sick. It really does. That's a hill I will fucking die on. If you don't like it, stop listening to the show. But these loud rattling cans, and I say rattling cans from an old story that says an empty can makes the most noise when you shake it because if you put one little pebble in there and you rattle around, it makes a lot more noise than something that actually has substance to it. But a lot of these leftist rattling cans are also now the ones that are saying, what are you going to do when the government comes to force you to do what we want you to do? And when you are being forced into obeying these precepts and these things that you don't agree with, what are you going to do against the might of the United States government? Based on talking to a lot of service members who have come back from Afghanistan, who are disenfranchised with the government in and of itself, honestly, I'm not all that concerned about it. The people that they are going to be going after seem pretty competent in dealing with the, the faults and pretty aware of a lot of the problems with the government's operating systems, with their equipment, with everything about it. And there's just really something about all these liberal, far-left people who 
are just unilaterally opposed to firearms and opposed to everything, and they want to constantly be screaming about the violence of the state up until now. It's okay when the state's violent on their behalf, but all the other, anytime they don't agree with what was going on, it's, oh, the state's violent, the state's overreaching, defund the police, state systemic racism is such a huge problem. Now, I'm not saying there's not inherent racism in this country, but systemic racism is, by definition, when racist things are legal. They may not be necessarily a thing that doesn't exist in practice, but from a legal standpoint, systemic racism is a very sketchy concept because it has been legally outlawed. The system is not in place with a structure deliberately intended to keep things racially biased. The implementation and the human factor is an entirely different subject, and it's an entirely different show, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the coming year. But the same people who were screaming about all this inequality and all the other shit have no problem leveraging that same kind of might against people that don't agree with them. And the hypocrisy of it just drives me fucking nuts. As far as this year goes, that has been a major thing. A lot of 2021 had unnecessary conflicts and people who are opposed to guns threatening violence on behalf of the military and saying, well, if you're such a patriot, how are you going to fire upon the military when they come to try and do these things to you? And the answer from the more conservative and the leave us the fuck alone faction has been as soon as they take up arms against U.S. citizens, they are no longer my brothers and they are no longer my sisters and we are no longer on the same side. And as a patriot, I will not tolerate tyranny. And the, like I said, not everybody on the left, but the extremely vocal, you have to listen to me, we're right, we're controlling this ride and we're going to tell you what's right and what's wrong, don't see the the hypocrisy in their in their stance they don't see how they are screaming about how oppressed they are and how unfair treatment of certain groups are and certain peoples are well trying to leverage the exact same system against people they don't agree with and that has been a touch point over and over again as these issues come up and are put into the public foresight and without getting too deep down the rabbit hole of conspiracy that is by design. That is intentional. When we are busy being at each other's throats, we don't see or we don't notice all the bullshit that is being done to us in the meantime. And that is a manufactured circumstance. That is not accidental. That is deliberate. And we're going to pause here for a quick break so I can stick in an ad and try and generate a little more revenue. Just as a quick reminder, the, the Patreon does exist. Buy me a coffee. Anything if you would like to help support this show. Any of the funds raised through anything tied to the podcast go back into the podcast. Uh, getting some new merch designs made up, getting better equipment, getting more resources available, so offsetting the cost of hosting a website, you know, all of that good stuff. And uh, if you do sign up for the Patreon, that does remove the ads from the episodes. Uh, nobody, nobody signed up for it yet, so I haven't uploaded any of the back catalog or anything like that, but... Yeah, uh, the option will be there if anyone's ever interested. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in like a minute and a half after the usual spiel, and we'll button up the episode and the year.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so thanks for sitting through that. And like I said, this is the end of the year. This is kind of the wrap-up. This is a retrospective from my perspective. And it hasn't all been bad. There has been a lot of good that happened this year as well. I mean, for me personally, as well as there's been some really cool stuff that has happened in this country. And there have been some really good things that have happened. And there have been some things that, you know, inspire hope. And we've seen some really shitty things happen. We've also seen some time where humanity's been able to step up, and not necessarily in these huge, massive ways that get a lot of attention, but in smaller, quiet ways, people helping each other out. We've seen examples of social media content creators who have used their fan bases to generate funds to assist in the devastation when we've had storms tearing through Tennessee and and thousands of people losing everything they had to storms or natural disasters or fires or and people stepping up and the little people coming together and working together to try and help other people. We've seen people do charity drives and fundraisers so kids that were homeless or displaced or just in whatever situation, shitty situations, could have a decent holiday. We've seen people fundraising to stop other people that lost their jobs from the pandemic from losing their houses just little things you know getting a hundred people everybody donates 10 bucks to so this guy can make his mortgage payment this month getting content creators that have a hundred thousand creators and everybody donates a dollar and obviously not everyone is able to donate a dollar not everybody not every follower that people have on social media is real I mean, hell, if I could get every follower I had on Twitter to give me a dollar, I would be able to pay off literally every expense this podcast would have for the next year and probably have something left over to do some good with for somebody else. I could do raffles or prizes or whatever. But let's be honest, probably about 500 of my followers are like spam bots, and it's it's ridiculous. I don't even, without even going into the numbers, I'm not real active for the most part on social media other than just to use it as an observational tool to get stuff for me to look at and to reach out and meet other content creators, which has been another thing that's been very cool this past year. I have met so many people online that are really decent human beings, and even the ones I don't see eye to eye with, even the ones I don't agree with all the time, because I don't need echo chambers in my life. I need reality in my life. But I've met so many people that even when we don't see eye to eye, we can still be respectful towards each other. We can still treat each other decently. We can still have a useful discourse. Now, granted, I've gotten a lot of the toxic social media shit, too, with all the trolls and the loudmouth assholes, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't let those people slow me down. I've I've met way too many cool people and way too many people I do agree with. And even the ones I don't agree with that still treat me respectfully, and I treat them respectfully until they give me a reason not to. Because, like I said, we don't have to agree on everything to be respectful of each other. You don't have to see eye to eye with someone on everything to be their friend. To treat people decently and be friendly just requires exactly that. Be decent. Be friendly. And a, a small degree of my faith in humanity has been restored just by some of the people I've met online. And I've 
had some really cool collaborations. I've been on, a guest on several other podcasts. I've had several other podcasters come on my show. I have a lot of people. That, <laughs> I've got some people that want to be returning guests. I've got a lot, a lot of new people talking about they want to schedule a time to come on and talk. And I'm, I'm really hoping I can get everything coordinated and get all these people together. But uh, like I said, it makes me feel a little more hopeful that people are willing to do that. People are willing to... I mean, we're, to a certain extent, I think it is substitution for what we're missing right now due to all the lockdowns and the ridiculous extreme shit we're going through, where that social aspect from a lot of us has been lacking for the last couple of years. In a very real way, I feel like this is sort of a compensation. But it's being done in such a wholesome manner, at least with what I've had to deal with so far, and in the most part, that it has a lot of the stereotypical connotations of online interactions just aren't there. And maybe it's the indie podcast community, which has been one of the more supportive communities I've ever found online. Even if we don't agree with each other, there are always a few bottom-feeding troll drama-causing assholes, but they're generally pretty quickly rooted out. And for the most part, it's a very supportive community, and it's very much going to be part of the direction of the why I want to have more guests, why I want to have more people on the show. So I want to highlight that, and I want to f- encourage that and foster that and get that to grow and develop. So, like I said, it's it hasn't been all bad. It's been, it's definitely been a mix, mixed bag. I mean, f- for me personally, it's been a very good year. I got a job I really enjoy. I have my health, which I need to lose a whole bunch of weight. But other than that, you know, it's not bad. You know, I don't... I don't have any real medical issues. Uh, I don't have a lot of stuff that's making me, uh, like I said, other than the fat and lazy thing, which is purely and entirely my own fault. Um, it's I know what I need to do. It's just a matter of actually doing it. I need to be more active. I need to get outside more. I need to go do things that will help me burn more calories and lose weight and get back in shape and get some muscle definition back and be a better me and you know i don't hang that up as trying to conform to any sort of societal pressure i don't feel obligated to do it because of how i look it's because i want to feel better and i want to live longer and i think understanding that and acknowledging that is probably the first step towards doing better and being better as a better Aaron. and i'm really looking forward to that in the coming year i I've made some commitments. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I I really I don't think they work. They fail way more than they succeed. But I have made a decision and I've made a commitment to myself and to my family that I want to be here. I want to live long enough to see if I have grandkids. I want to be there and be able to play with my grandkids and it, my hypothetical grandkids, I should say. There's not any real indication that they're coming anytime soon, and that's fine. My son's still young. I don't need to push for grandkids now. But at some point, they're going to show, they, they may show up, and if they do, I want to be there. I want to be able to be fun grandpa. I want to be grandpa that can go play with the kids, get them all wound up, feed them a shit ton of sugar and caffeine, and then give them back to their parents and go, <laughs> karma's a bitch. But to do that, I have to be healthy, and to get healthy, I have to lose some weight, get back in shape, get my heart back into healthy condition where it's, I mean, even for a big fat guy, my resting heart rate is fairly low, and my blood pressure's in the very healthy range because I'm 
I'm fairly lucky as far as that stuff goes. I, just from a genetic standpoint, things could have gone really wonky for me, but all my last physical, all my blood work came back good. Everything was healthy. My cardiologist appointments say my heart is strong and healthy and my blood pressure is good and blah, 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 blah. And that's that's great. So now I just have to capitalize on that and make it into a good life for me. And that's, uh, I'm getting way off track. Um, but, you know, like I said, this is kind of a retrospective of how the year went from my stance. And I've got a job I'm happy at. I've got a hobby I enjoy. I have a roof over my head. I have a fridge full of food. I have my family that I love. I have my pets that are wonderful. I have a lot of good things in my life. And I choose to focus on those things instead of the negative side of life. I choose to, to a certain extent, happiness is a choice. It really is. I never used to believe that. Anybody who knew me back in the day would probably be surprised to hear me saying something like that. They would probably... Hell, I've had people that have flat out told me, people I grew up with that have told me they're surprised I'm not dead already. And people that have told me they're surprised I'm not more miserable than I am. For a long time, I was. For a long time, I bottled up a lot of my feelings and a lot of my emotions, and that translated into poor health and poor decision-making. And just generally being a miserable prick. And I'm still kind of a miserable prick. But I don't bottle it up anymore. I don't. And I'm really not miserable per se. I mean, personally, I'm not miserable. I'm happy or at least content a great portion of the time. There are still things that bother me. There are still problems I have. But it's more out of concern for the future than out of any immediate inconvenience in my life. And, yeah, I don't have the ideal life. I'm not independently wealthy. I'm not in a position where if some shit really goes sideways and I have to cash out everything I have in the bank to fix it, yeah, I will be boned and I'll be working until I'm 90. I'm not making money hand over fist right now. I'm not doing I'm not doing so good that I don't have any worries in life, but I'm choosing not to let those worries dominate my existence. And if I can offer any real advice at this point, if you've listened this far, you might actually value some of the things I have to say. That would be my big takeaway from all this is none of that shit is really as important as we make it out to be. None of it is as life-altering as it could be. It's, yeah, I mean, we all have these things to deal with, and everyone struggles different. And if you are in a position where you're in a bad way and you've got dark thoughts or any of that other stuff, I really hope you have somebody to talk to. And if you don't have somebody to talk to and you're hearing the sound of my voice, know you can reach out to me. I may not always be there right when you call. But there's a phone number on the website. That number comes to my pocket. I don't necessarily always get to answer it depending on what else I'm doing. If I'm at work, I can't necessarily drop what I'm doing to pick up the phone call from a number I don't recognize. But it's got a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail message, it translates it into a text and sends me a text message. And all you got to say is, Aaron, I need to talk to you. I need some help. I need an ear. I need a friend. And I will pick up the phone and I will call you back. Sometimes that's really all you, all we need. That's all we need to get through the hard time, to get through something to cope a little bit better. It's somebody that's going to listen and not judge and not try and solve your problems. Just hear you out. Give, just, just talking about it and knowing that the person you're talking to is not going to automatically judge you or tell you what a shitty person you are or necessarily even try and solve your problems. If you want your problem solved, if you want advice and you ask for it, I'll be more than happy to give it to you. But if you just need an ear to bend... 
I'll sit there and I'll listen to you. I will, I will say, uh-huh, and I will nod in the right places, and you won't be able to hear me nodding because it's a phone call. But it's just, I think that's really what we need to do. That's, we, we need to start taking care of each other. Not look to government to take care of us for each other. Not look to any sort of magical fix, but to just, you know, be decent human beings. And so that's kind of how I want to wrap up this year. And that's the thought I want to give everybody to go forward into the new year. Let's just try and do better. Let's try and be better. Let's take care of each other. Let's not judge each other. Let's not try and force our opinions and our beliefs on each other. Let's respect the things that we have in common instead of focusing on the shit that is different. Because realistically, most of that different shit really doesn't matter. And for now, you know, I, I happy new year. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review. Give us a follow. Give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I had to say it. Podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.